Hey you, welcome to Taylor Shapers of Influence podcast, where we discuss the people, places, and things that will influence us. We'll dissect the integrated worlds of marketing, pop culture, and everything in between, from fashion to sports to entertainment. We're not only creating conversations, we're leading them too. Join us. Hello, and welcome to another edition of Taylor's Shapers of Influence podcast. I'm Nancy Wilson of the Taylor Marketing Team, coming to you from New York. I'm joined today by Ross Lipschultz, Taylor Account Supervisor, who's based in L.A. And last month, Ross was a winning contestant on his favorite game show, The Wheel of Fortune. I'm so excited to hear about his experience and how he pulled off his big win. Hi, Ross. How are you? Hey, Natalie. How are you? I'm doing great. Uh, happy to talk about winning money. It's uh, usually a pretty easy topic to get into. So uh, thanks for having me on. <laughs> Great. So let's get right in. Um, so why did you want to be on the Wheel of Fortune? So ever since I was a kid, I mean, I watched it with my uh, my mom and my dad a lot growing up. We'd watch Jeopardy and Wheel of Fortune right back to back. And I am not nearly smart enough to do Jeopardy, but I'm really good with words. I'm really good with uh, spelling. I went to school for pretty much words. So uh, this is a great opportunity for me to kind of show that off, but also just kind of the nostalgia of doing it for when I was younger. It's really great. Um, so tell me more about the application process and like how's the casting process as well? Yeah, I mean, the, the application process is, I mean, it's pretty gnarly. They have a, you go online to their website and they have a pretty lengthy set of questions that you have to answer, not only about like why you want to be on, but other things about your interests, your personality, those type of things. Um, I probably had to do that three times before I get accepted in addition to a video um, where you have to show, say, tell why you like the show, you know, what it means to you to be on, all those kind of things. Um, and I, you know, I recently, I did that a couple times too. Um, then once that goes in and they accept you, they invite you to an audition in person. Uh, that's during usual times, obviously during COVID, they do that over Zoom. But mine was, I did my in-person audition last August of 2019. So they invited us to like a Marriott hotel nearby and we were in one of their little big conference rooms or whatever and from there you know you'd sit with other like 60 other potential contestants or so in a room and they'd essentially play the game they'd put the game on like a projector screen and you'd call out letters you'd try to solve the puzzles that kind of thing and they just go around to everyone in the room and try to play the game um and once everyone has a turn they give everyone like a worksheet of i don't know it's probably like 20 puzzles and you get like four minutes to solve as many puzzles as you can um, so it's kind of like a speed round to see if you actually have the word solving skills and those type of things. From there, uh, they say, we'll let you know in two weeks whether you've been selected or not. If you don't get something from us, you're out. If you do, you're in. And that's how it is. And then I got my uh, letter in the mail and I was pretty stoked. So a long process, a long process, but it's definitely worth it. That's super cool. Um... So obviously after that, you got selected and everything. Um, how was it being on the show? Being on the show was pretty nuts. Uh, I thoroughly was so nervous, probably ner more nervous about that than I've ever been in my entire life. You know, I, you know, I've been interviewed through our job before. I, that's kind of things I've been on television, but this was something that obviously I dreamed of doing and it finally came to fruition. And also you're in a competition. So like all your, engines are going at the same time all the emotions are running high and so 
uh, getting on the show was just like, it was almost, it was a dream come true, but then all of a sudden it's the quickest, you know, 30 minutes of your life. Um, you know, I was so nervous. My hands were, I was at one point I knocked my name tag off and my hand was shaking so much. I couldn't even put it back on. So, uh, they do a great job of helping you out there. They know people are going to be nervous. No, people are going to have trouble. So, uh, it felt really taken care of, which was good. That's cool. Cause I feel like being on TV is one thing and not having to like play a whole game show as well is a whole different thing. Yeah. No <laughs> but, doubt. I mean, you know, I think everyone's comfortable when they can just like talk openly, like we're doing now, we go back and forth, but when it's like, okay, you're also being tested for skill and there's millions of people watching. Like it's not the same feeling of, you know, cause I, I watch the show and I'm sure right. you and other people watch game shows and you go and people at home are like, Oh, what was that person thinking? Oh, they screwed up. You know, uh, even on one of the puzzles that I did where I messed up, my roommates still make fun of me for it. They, they, they made a t-shirt of me misspelling the word and that I, I don't have on me now, but uh, they, they made it and they gave it to me as a, as a gag gift. Uh, so, you know, people can be, it, it's that feeling that you kind of accomplish something, but also there's a lot of anxiety rolling with it too. Of course. Um, I mean, right now we're obviously in the middle of a pandemic. So how is it um, being on a show and having to like adhere to all like the COVID protocols and things like that. Yeah, you know, they did a really good job of making people feel safe. Obviously, when I auditioned originally, it was going to be a regular taping of the show. But now, you know, there it's all COVID. Like I said, auditions now would be done via Zoom. Uh, and some of the people that I met on my show were audition did auditions through Zoom. But right now, what they're doing to make sure they have a few precautions. One, all the contestants are local, so they're from the Southern California area. Um, that way there's no one's traveling in um, within a day of the um, of the taping they had us get a COVID test on site at the Sony lot so that way we had the test to make sure everyone coming in was you know at least recently tested to make sure they didn't have a virus um, when we were inside we wore masks the entire time except when we were on camera um, they also built a bigger stage it's kind of hard to tell on tv but the stage is actually <laughs> wider so you're more than six feet apart from any of the contestants or Pat. Um, you know, they have different blocking, things like that. They also, so no one, no two people touch the wheel. Uh, instead of spinning it with your hand, they gave you these little, you know, on, the, on like bike handlebars, they have those little plastic knobs. You yeah. would stick that on the, you'd stick that on the little post and spin it around. So you're really not making much contact with anybody. And then there's no crowd. So the only people Great. in there are the staff and the 15 contestants for the five shows they film. So there's not many people sitting around, everyone's spaced out. It does feel pretty safe as far as an indoor activity goes, so. Wow, I mean, that's like really interesting, especially with the whole little handles and stuff. Like, you don't think about how much you have to think about while you're having to adhere to all these COVID protocols and things like that, so. Yeah, you don't. I mean, it's, it's funny because even like as we go through our lives now, we don't think about all the things we touch, all the surfaces we touch, even just the general activities. I mean, if you go through your own day, I'm sure there's plenty of things you don't think about, but they had a protocol for every single little thing. And I appreciated that because, you know, we're there for the whole day. And then what they say about the virus is that like that exposure over time is really the way that you can transfer the virus or receive the virus. So it was, it was nice that they really considered all of those things. You know, if you wanted to take a snack or get a snack, you had to go outside, eat it. So then you could take your mask. But otherwise masks were always on. It wasn't like an option. If you wanted to be on the show, you had to have the mask. So, and they provided us with a lot of that stuff. They gave us all hand sanitizer, masks, 
sanitation wipes, anything you needed, they had. So it was pretty good. That's really good. Um, so you obviously won. Um, <laughs> it was just great. Um, did you have? Do you have any? Did you have any tips or game strategies um, that you went by? Yeah. So I've always been a very numbers heavy person. Um, I really like you know doing analysis and strategy and different things for any game that I play, let alone one you're going to play in front of a lot of people. But because I was, you only have between each like action you take in the game, whether it's spinning, picking up a letter in the puzzle. Um, buying a Valor solving, you'll only get five seconds. There's not a ton you can do in the middle to like tweak strategy and things like that. So coming in, one of the things that I really studied a lot of, the st uh, I studied a lot of the best let or the letters that show up the most in puzzles. So for example, they have an acronym that's EAT IRONS, E-A-T-I-R-O-N-S. That's the order that the letters appear most often in any given puzzle. Um, yeah, exactly. And it, 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 <laughs> So it's something that a lot of people don't think of, but it's like they've statistically tracked how often they show up. So if you don't know a letter, you're best off to pick them up in the statistical order that they appear. Now it goes on after obviously eat irons, you know, there's more letters in the puzzle. And I had a general concept of what those numbers were, but that first stuff really helps you in the early game as you're solving, trying to get more hints into it. And then you know, as you see a T and a blank and an E, you know, an H goes in the middle, or if you see oh. a I and a blank and a G, you know, an N goes in the middle. Like there's certain things like that that you can kind of figure out. Um, and then same thing for the final puzzle. I mean, I knew which letters showed up the most often and the four letters that I guessed were the four most common letters to show up in final puzzles. And they happened to all be in there. I got lucky, but it's all about following the strategy. There are other things online, like some people that I read, they like try to measure how heavy they should spin the wheel. I I thought that was ridiculous. That's like, that's so, so insane. I mean, you have to be a perfect robot to get that every time. I never did that kind of stuff. But, you know, I think there's other puzzles, like if it's a what are you doing puzzle, it always, there's always an ING word. Um, if it's, uh, you know, people, there's an S at the end because it's plural. Like, it's just, you just have to remember all the little tips and it kind of comes together. Right. So, I mean, so are these mostly, um, tips and like strategies that you found online or there's some things that like you managed to pick up as you're going as you're watching it all the time some of the tips they give you um while you're there because they want people to oh. actually look good when they're on the on show right like they want you guessing z with your first letter and just getting passed over like they want people to look decent on tv and actually show up but um you know, like for example, one tip that they gave that I actually thought was fairly bad was they were like, if you don't know what a, a word is, or if you don't know what the whole puzzle is or anything like that, you should go through all the letters and see until you find one that fits and guess that. Since you only have five seconds, it's pretty quick. But it actually worked to the disadvantage of the contestant to my right, um, who was on the show, when she had the word anything and then I blank. And most people would, I mean, if you think about it now, you go anything is, and then there's another word after it, but she didn't know what it was. So she went across the word, she went I A, no I B, or I'm assuming she did this in her I C, no I D, no I F. Oh, I F. That's a word. Okay, guess F. And it didn't work for her. Um, but, uh, you know, that's just, that's just unlucky. But those kind, there are little tips they give you. As far as the t statistical stuff, that was mostly online research. I read uh, what past contestants have done, I read about, you know, some graphs and different things like that they have proposed on letters. And then also I played a lot of the game at home. You know, there's a mobile app um, that plays the game pretty, pretty, pretty close to how it's actually played. But what I did was I gave my girlfriend the phone, 
we airplayed it onto the TV and then she would spin the wheel and have me yell out letters at home. So I got more comfortable doing the actual process of the game as opposed to like when it's on your phone, you can do things pretty quickly. You can go way fast. I wanted to play at the right tempo. Um, so that helped. And uh, they also have like the toss up puzzles. You can play those online too, just to get your mind working faster. I mean, I think I probably buzzed in on all of the toss up puzzles before the other contestants because I was just, my brain was going a little bit quicker because I think I'd practiced them a little bit more. Great. Okay. Oh, that's, that's great. Um, so the show aired, I mean, your show especially aired on um, earlier in September. Um, so how was it when you were uh, watching yourself on TV? <laughs> you know, it was a fun experience. You know, it, they don't let you really promote it until a, a week or so um, before your actual airing. So I you know my friends are asking me, oh my God, did you win? Did you win? Did you win? I can't tell anyone anything, but I'm putting out pictures. I'm telling people, hey, tune in. I had so many great friends watch. I had so many nice comments, you know, people texting me throughout and people texting me before because they saw it East Coast and I hadn't seen it yet. But, you know, the, the thing that for me that was really nice is I had some friends come over and we watched it together and it was really special to have that whole experience together. Um, I mean, obviously I'm watching myself and I go, man, that's me. Like, it's the same thing when you hear your own voice, like someone plays, you're like, that, that's what I sound like. That's what I look like. I like, get crazy. But, you know, at the same time, it was just cool to relive that experience because I'm watching with my friends and they're like, well, we knew you did well, but I mean, this well, like that's pretty wild. So it was just really fun um, overall. I mean, see, even people, some of the people at Taylor texted me during this, the, they're watching the episode and they're like, oh, wow, you did really well. You know, it felt really good because I think, you know, one thing I was worried about was like going in during COVID, you know, I could imagine there are people that were a little judgmental and things like that about, you know, doing an act, being on a game show during COVID. Why do you put yourself at that risk? And I think, you know, I was a little worried that there might be some pushback there, but I think people were overall very supportive. So it made for a really fun experience watching because I knew people were had my back, which was really nice. That's so nice. Yeah. Um, well, you won. So like, what did you win actually? <laughs> Uh, it's a good question. So I won a Mazda CX-30, which is like their crossover hybrid car. Uh, I won a, tr a week-long trip to Barbados. And then I won mm, roughly about $11,000 in cash. So not a bad, not a bad day for 30 minutes in the office. Uh, so, <laughs> but it was, you know, it was cool. I mean, I'll tell you this much. I know the people who were next to me when they, we were talking before this show, they were the other contestants on my episode, they're saying, oh my God, it's so, I'm so happy to be here. And while I think that was true, my mentality was I wanted to win too. And I think I kind of went a little bit more aggressive than I probably needed to. I was just trying to lock in the win. Right. A lot of people after the show have said, oh, why didn't you try to spin for more letters, try to get more money? It's like, to me, it was really about the win is kind of more important. I'll, I'm one for one and I'll always be undefeated at Wheel of Fortune, which is pretty dope. Uh, so I'll take that. That'll be the one thing I take away. I can show it to my kids one day, that kind of stuff. I don't know if the person who didn't get any of the puzzles to my right is really going to show this, this game show to their kids, but I know I can someday. So that's something to take away too. Oh, it's, yeah, that's really true. Yeah. Um, so what'd you even plan on doing with, uh, your prizes? Um, would you plan on taking with on your holiday? Yeah. You know, I, I haven't decided who I want to take on my holiday yet because, uh, you know, a lot of people in play. Obviously, my mom, who's the one who encouraged me to be on the show, is definitely toward the top of the list of people that go with me to Barbados. Um, but we'll see what happens. But uh, with the car, you know, I, ha I have a car right now. I live in Los Angeles, so there's a lot of places I have to drive to anyway. I'm considering maybe trading both my cars in for 
a nicer car, but just a single car because I don't need two. There's just one right. of me. I'm never going to drive them both. Um, so I'm considering that, but I'm also considering perhaps just keeping it or whatever, just selling it on getting keep in the cash. You know, um, you know, one thing I've realized now is during COVID, there's not a lot of places to drive to either. You know, we're doing a lot more things indoors, staying at home. Um, so we'll see. And then with the cash, I mean, I'll probably end up using it to pay taxes because I'm sure I'm going to get taxed on it. But fortunately, because I don't get my prizes until January of 2021, I don't pay tax until the following year. So lots of time to make up that money and use that money that I actually won a little bit more effectively. Great. Yeah. Um, so do you have any other plans of being on any other game shows or what's your game show future looking like? <laughs> you know, it's funny is that uh, a lot of people afterwards like, oh, you're going to be on Jeopardy, you're going to try those kind of things. And I was just like, you know, Wheel of Fortune to me was special because it's something that I do with my family and it, is, it meant a lot to me. But, you know, I could see myself trying out for a different game show. If it was something to me, it has to be a bit more casual. I like that Wheel of Fortune kind of has, there's some randomness to it. There's some um, skill to it. But like if you're on a Jeopardy and they should pull up five, uh, six categories, you have nothing, no idea. You're going to get blanked and be embarrassed on television. I like that there's, it's a game where everyone really has a chance. Yeah, there's things I did to optimize my ability, but there's nothing you can do for Jeopardy if you get a category that you don't know. Um, and so I kind of like that. So, I mean, there's things like Price is Right. I know who wants to be a millionaire, those type of things. It, maybe I don't know. I haven't really thought about it, but you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna relax on this. Plus, they have a clause in their contract that says I can't be on a game show for another two years anyway. So I gotta take a hiatus uh, to relax on that too. Wow, I had no idea about that. Yeah, I didn't either. They they have all these things and you know that they want to. I think they want to keep you know wheel of they want don't want people like running the game and just doing tons of game shows at the right. same time. So I think it's more of just like a non-competitive thing. But frankly, it was so like, fun. I. I'm sad they don't let you do it a second time, but you know what? Like I said, undefeated on Wheel of Fortune, can't complain. Of course. Well, that's really great. Um, so, but like once again, congratulations on your big win. Um, it was really great to hear about like all, like your whole process of it and how much time and effort you put into the show. Yeah. Um, and thank you so much for sharing your experience with us. Um, we hope you enjoy your cash prize, your car, and your trip to Barbados. Yeah, thank you so much. And, you know, I actually did, you know, there's a, I did a Ask Me Anything on Reddit that people can find. It's pretty easy. You can just search my name on there. If you want to have more answers or questions for me, I'm happy to answer more stuff. Um, other than that, though, I mean, the episode's on YouTube if you want to watch it later. It's, it's, quite, it's quite fun. Um, but you know, I had a really good time and thank you for having me. Uh, this is good to kind of recount the, uh, the, the 15 seconds of fame, if you will. So thank you. Well, that wraps up this episode of Taylor's Shapers of Influence. To learn more about what we do at Taylor, you can find us at taylorstrategy.com. Looking for more episodes of the podcast? Find us wherever you stream stuff. We're on iTunes and other major streaming platforms. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Taylor Strategy. Thanks for stopping by and tuning in. Peace.